Rewind it back to the days of chillaxing on the beach and all-day fun with Spring Break on DraftKings Casino. Play exclusive games like Fan Fave Rocket. The excitement is endless, the vibes are right, and the cash prizes could be huge. New players, start playing with just 5 bucks and get 100 back instantly in casino credits. Download the app and use code COLLEGEDRAFT to book your one-way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Pour yourself a cold one. They strike them, huh? And listen to Russ Tucker break down the top college prospects on another tasty edition of The College Draft. Yeah, it is Daddy Soda Time here on the College Draft Podcast. And look at us. We are about a month away, I guess five weeks, from the 20. 22 NFL draft and you have come to the right place whether you're listening via podcast or checking us out on YouTube youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL there is no better podcast to get the breakdown of every player every position and get actual unique independent thoughts it's actually pretty easy to just have the same list of the same guys and just say something a little bit different than whatever. No, no, no. We're, we're not here for that. Emory, look, we got coaches that are watching and listening to this show, and they're like, man, I don't know if I agree with everything Emory said, but it was really interesting. Emory doesn't give a you-know-what. I'm talking about my guy, Emory Hunt, at F-Ball Game Plan on Twitter. Football game plan on YouTube, footballgameplan.com slash 2022 draft guide. You know who else doesn't give a you know what? My guy Matt Waldman, the well known purveyor. I don't even know. That's not a real word, I don't think. He's the portfolio creator, the rookie scouting portfolio since 2006, by the way. Make sure you check him out on social media at Matt Waldman. And, of course, MattWaldmanRSP.com. He is a longtime friend of the show, was the co-host for a a year or so there. And he is – look, he's good at every position. But when I said to Emery, he's how I do it. I go, Emery, who do you want for running backs? He's like, Matt Waldman. Got to get Matt Waldman. So we're talking running backs today. We've got Matt Waldman. Emery thinks he knows a little bit about running backs because he played at Division I level. You know, what does that mean? Who knows? Now, I'm just kidding. We got two running – by the way, speaking of running backs, guys, can we just say something real quick? Nobody wants any of these free agents. Like Melvin Gordon, Leonard Fournette. I saw where Rashad Penny, who balled out at the end of last year, re-signed with the Seahawks for 5.5 or whatever. I mean, look, I don't feel bad for him, but I'll start with you, Matt. It, it, it does kind of make me sad. Like, these guys are workhorses. 
since they're eight years old. It's the most important position when you're growing up, you know, midgets, Pop Warner, high school, even in college. A lot of times it's the most important position for their team. And yet they just don't get rewarded like the other guys do. Yeah, it's kind of like the figurehead position of what the essence of football has always been about, you know, because you're and but at the same time, it's kind of drowned in the background due to, you know, basically looking at the turnover at the position and and, you know, everything that that we see, you know, with the advent of the passing game. But, you know, at the same time, when you have a top running back gelling with a great offensive line, it's so hard to beat. But there's so much talent at the position, I would argue, that with that turnover and that talent every year, it's like going into an audition and like Robert De Niro, Al Pacino and, you know, Gary Oldman and everybody, you know, Denzel Washington and, you know, and Idris Elba all in, in the same room waiting for that same part, you know, and every year there's like there's like another dozen guys coming in who have that kind of potential and ability. And I think that's what drives the price down a little bit more. People say it's because it's not as important. I just say that there's they, when you spread the field and there's not as um, you're not using them as much, you're still going to have this kind of bottlehead of talent that's going to arrive in every year and just less to less to use of it. Does it hurt your heart, Emery? Does it bother you? It the, the commentary bothers me uh, more so than anything because when you don't have a running back, it clearly shows, i.e. the Miami Dolphins. You know, when, when you need somebody, you're like, damn, we need a running back. Oh, but you spent 17 months talking about the position doesn't matter, but now it's week nine, you're sitting at eight and six, and you can't close out a game because you don't have someone that the defense respects. That's the value of the running back position. It will always have value in my eyes. I think you will have to just – people have to understand there's a difference between, you know, a Nick Chubb and an Emory Hunt. There's a difference between a Saquon Barkley and a Matt Walvin. There's a difference, you know. Yes, you don't take any running back in the first round, but you take those that can change the game. So I think in today's game, as long as you have the ability to, you know, ring that cash register up from anywhere on the field, also have the ability to make guys miss consistently, those probably now more so than than others are valued higher than what we used to see growing up, the guys that were just, you know, in between the tackles, run through a linebacker and run maybe run through a safety. But nowadays, you have to be able to hit the home run and you have to be able to make guys miss. They're looking for the Barry Sanders more so nowadays than the Christian Okoye's back in the day. Yeah, I guess the point that I would make about it, and I want to get into the college kids, but the the point I want to make about it is the teams that have good ones, that those guys make a, a significant impact on in the outcome of games. Like, you ask the Saints – what it's like when they have Kamara versus when they don't. Or the Panthers, what it's like when they have Christian McCaffrey versus when they don't. That's the part of it. I, we can discuss value and relative value. What bothers me is when people say running backs don't matter or they're meaningless. I've never heard a coach or player say that. It, 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 like they will never. So what are we even doing here? I mean, like those guys on those teams, Matt, ask Tom Brady. 
if he cares who the running back is next to him on third down. Ask Tom Brady. I mean, they matter. We can talk about how much value you want to place on it from a draft pick perspective or money, and I think that's a good question, uh, especially with the injury rate at the position. But the whole they don't matter, and honestly, anybody on the field matters, but especially the guys that are getting the ball 20 times a game, they matter a lot. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, what, what are you even talking about? So anyway, let's get into some of them for this year. Uh, I don't see anybody projecting any of these guys to be a first-round pick. Um, I will say this, though, before we dive into it, um, there's always some good ones. Like, there's always guys, even if they're not thought of as first-round picks, there's always guys that we know are going to end up playing and being productive. And it's not like you can find these guys on LinkedIn, but you can find pretty much anybody else. You know what? By the way, they're on college. They're in college. They probably are on LinkedIn. But that's not where NFL teams go to get a young running back. It's where you should go to add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. They have simple tools like screening questions, make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. There's a reason why small businesses like football game plan, like rookie scouting portfolio, rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn, which is bananas. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash draft. Post it for free. That's linkedin.com slash draft. Terms and conditions apply. All right. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Emery, I know you're not messing with me. I know this is how you really feel. So let's get to your number one guy. I know very little about him. Ja'Shawn Corbin. From Florida State, you gave him an 82 grade ahead of guys like Spiller and Brees Hall and Zamir White. Tell me about Ja'Shawn Corbin because I don't know a whole lot about him. Yeah, apparently Florida State didn't know a whole lot about him either when he had that 90-yard touchdown run against Notre Dame, didn't touch the football the rest of the games. Like, what are you doing? Um, but this dude, to me, has the perfect marriage of vision, footwork, and elusiveness. All the things that I just talked about earlier of what you need today to thrive in today's game, he can thrive without volume. We just saw that against Notre Dame, 90-yard test on run, non-existent the rest of the game, um, probably why they lost that game. You also look at how he was able to, uh, you know, catch the football out of the backfield. We saw this at the East-West Shrine Bowl when I was out there. But I think from a vision standpoint, footwork standpoint, and being able to be your own blocker because of your elusiveness, this uh Deshaun Corbin has that in spades. All right, Matt, how do I not even know about that? like I don't think he's ranked in the top five in any of the consensus guys' lists. 
Do you like him too? Well, I'm we're in we're in different sides of the of the sphere on this one, but you know, one of the reasons that that Deshaun Corbin probably wasn't well known besides the fact that Florida State's been on some down times is on top of that, he tore the hamstring off the bone during his career and had a surgery. So, you know, when you're when you had to make that kind of recovery, um, and you know you've missed time. I'm sure that they probably managed him a little bit at sometimes during his career. Um, but then on top of it too, when you're when you're behind, when you're playing from behind a fair bit too, you know you're not going to you know see the kind of numbers that maybe get people's attention on that level. But certainly, you know anybody who can anybody who can score from anywhere on the field and who can create on the level that he creates you know, is going to get some positive attention from people who watch the film. The next guy up for you, Emery, is Isaiah Spiller. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't last year everybody was saying, well, next year, Isaiah Spiller. Oh, next year, that there will be a top 20 guy in Isaiah Spiller. I think I remember people acting like, well, next year they got a first-round guy for sure. And Isaiah, what happened to him, Emery? B. John Robinson. Because that became the new guy that everybody wanted to talk about. Oh, well, I mean, next year you got B. John Robinson. So it's prospect fatigue. You see it with quarterbacks. You see it with, you know, defensive linemen with Kayvon Thibodeau. People just get tired of talking about the same guy. But Spiller, to me, is still a foundational back. He reminds me a lot of Jeremy Hill uh, when he was coming out of LSU. Taller back, good vision, good footwork, a downfield threat in the passing game, not your meets expectations type runner in terms of catching the football, your swings screens, flares, and flats. You can sit him downfield in the passing game and he could be effective. So to me, he is still someone that can dot that I and carry the load. We saw this at Texas A&L. When that position used to mean something at Texas A&L. Matt? Yeah, I'm definitely a fan of Isaiah Spiller. He's my third back on this board and and really, you know, in the first tier of my back, someone who I think you can tell he's worked very hard on refining his footwork to a point that he has solutions to every, you know, conventional problem that you encounter as a running back running different types of schemes. Now, the one thing that I'd like to see him do a little bit better is that when he runs counter, he, he has a tendency to try and bounce things outside when he has a force player on the outside and he should be able to press outside and keep it back in behind his his pulling blocker, which is basically a, you know, kind of like a fundamental thing that you'd want to do when you run that play, but you're not going to run a lot of counter in the NFL. You're going to run a lot of zone and he certainly runs zone extremely well. And I've had him comped, you know, if there were a range of players that he reminds me of in terms of style, I'd say, you know, in a lot of ways with that receiving ability, the power that he has when he's downhill, when his pads and hips are aligned, he does a great job. Sometimes he doesn't have them aligned and he winds up getting flattened by cornerbacks when he has the downhill angle. So a couple minor things with him, but he reminds me of Deuce McAllister and Ryan Matthews in terms of guys who can catch the ball, who can run for power. But if they get in the space, they can basically you know, flip the axis of pursuit on the field and carve an S through the field on their way to the end zone. Emory, you gave the same grade in 80 to Brees Hall from Iowa State. A couple weeks ago on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Greg Cosell said that Brees Hall was the guy that he liked the most. What do you like about Brees Hall and what concerns do you have? You know, Brees Hall has 
you know, complete game. You know, he, he can block. Uh, he can catch the ball in the backfield. He has some elusiveness. Um, he runs behind his pads really well. He was productive when he was the offense. No one respected their quarterback and their passing game, but they had to pay attention to the running back. They respected their tight ends a little bit more too, but their run game was what they hang, they hung their hats on and they couldn't stop Brees Hall. And he had a great sense of timing too. Um, when the big play needed to be made, he was able to make it. And that's like within the game, whether it's, you know, hey, they need a big play here. Somehow, some way Hall makes the play. Uh, the issue for me was a, he runs a little bit high, you know, in terms of he's long-legged. So it's just how he's built. Um, so it makes his change of direction a little bit wonky. But other than that, man, like another guy, just like Isaiah Spiller, if you need a starter, if the Miami Dolphins are watching this podcast, which they should be because we're talking running backs, you can take either one of these guys we talked about in your run game will be set up for success. I know they just brought one in. Big fan of uh, what they brought in. And Chase Edmonds, if you wanted to pair someone up with Chase Edmonds, this is a draft to pair someone up with a guy like Edmonds. So, by the way, I'm a huge fan of Chase Edmonds, and I can probably almost see his house growing up from my window right here as I look out of it. Secondly, I don't know if I ever told you this, Emery. I did a Dolphins game this year, and a member of the Dolphins staff told me that not only do they listen to the show, they transcribe every show, (laughs) which I thought was unbelievable, and it went back to the Mike Tannenbaum days. Tannenbaum had them transcribe Ross Tucker Football Podcast and the College Draft, which I thought was so cool to think about that. So literally, the Dolphins are watching or at least reading or something what you just said although you've been talking running backs for a while i'm ready they still don't get anybody so i don't know maybe maybe they read but they don't listen um matt you said uh i think you said that spiller was your number three guy is Brees hall one of the first two or no oh he's absolutely my number one in this particular case and he just makes it look easy sometimes he kind of makes it look a little too easy um, and part of the, the pad level, sometimes the way he claps onto the ball as a pass catcher, you know, he had a drop against Oklahoma that, you know, in the end of the game where, you know, it was just more of a, a kind of a minor lapse in technique. And he has some of these minor lapses with things that you, you would like to see him get better. But the guy can absolutely teleport in a five-yard space where he's got a defender in front of him unblocked and he can give a little shake and be past the defender in, in a way that you wouldn't expect. Kind of Nick Chubb does the same type of thing in terms of being able to just, you know, turn on that burst. And again, good receiver does everything very well, very smooth at certain times. And then other times he can give you kind of that LaShawn McCoy stop, start kind of shake ability. That's awesome. But upright in a way that maybe even Robert Smith back in the day, the old Vikings runner, um, Ohio State runner, kind of has that gliding speed, but a little bit upright in the way that he that he played. Um, but yeah, big fan of Brees Hall and what he can do all around. He And he's someone that I think he still has upside to his game, you know, because of the fact that there are just smaller details that he can learn. But it's interesting because when you see players that when they sometimes make a mistake in a game, like occasionally if he had a fumble and you see that they're angry and they run angry, it's kind of it's interesting because when Brees Hall runs angry and decides he's going to run over somebody 
or he's not going to go down. He, he has some plays that remind me a little bit of Adrian Peters when, when he decided he wasn't going down. Now, they're different types of players, and Peterson, I think, was a greater talent. But Brees Hall has a little bit of that in his back pocket. Next guy you've got listed, Kyron Williams from Notre Dame, Emory. Same grade, that same 80 grade as Spiller and Brees Hall. Yeah, and here's one that you when you think about uh, what people always want to focus on when they talk about running backs, oh, how does he pass protect? Well, here's your best pass protector in the, the draft at that position, someone that can really butt up and is not afraid to get run over. If that's the case, that's why most backs tend to not want to pass pro. They don't want to get run over. He doesn't care, but he's also stonewalling blitzers uh, at his size, 5'9", 200 pounds. I don't care what he ran at the combine. He plays a little bit faster than that. He's also a little bit more elusive, and he's another one of these guys that has very good vision, footwork, and a lot to like about his game fitting the pro game uh, moving forward. So to me, he's right up there when you talk about guys that you can really have as your starting tailback at the next level, and his pass pro is what gives him that additional bonus going into this draft. What about Kyron Williams for you, Matt? I think he's like a scat back plus for me. And the fact that I do, I agree with Emery that his pass protection is very good. He can definitely stone people. He's a, he's a very good receiver. He's got some rot running skill with that stop start ability and ability to layer moves in a quick, efficient way to get downhill. Um, I, the thing that when I watch him that concerns me is he's a little bit more of a guy who runs to open space as opposed to runs to open leverage. So, you know, the the difference being that when you run to open space, sometimes you wind up cutting into an oncoming defender if you're not looking at maybe, you know, the the design of the play and reading the leverage of what's favorable leverage and what's not favorable leverage. And I, and I look at his game and there are a lot of times where I feel like he's more running what people would say. People say running back is a very instinctive position. And I would argue that it's a, that it's a position where you learn a lot of skills to where you perform them at the speed of instinct, but that's a difference. And part of it is how you read blocks at the line and you're reading, you know, you're basically reading, um, you know, color and reading, um, you know, where helmets are and where hips are aligned to the blockers that are in front of you and being able to incorporate keys, pre-snap, post-snap, alignments of defenders, things like that, and manage down and distance situations. And when I look at that aspect of it, that higher level of vision, I think there's still some work for him to do there. He's not in my top five, but certainly I can understand as someone who needs to be able to create in space, who can be good in the passing game, he has those tools. What about Zamir White? There's a couple of Georgia backs, Emory, in this draft. James Cook as well. But Zamir White is your number five guy. Yeah, and Zamir White, to me, um, and you, you really can't ask these prospects to, to go back in time, but to see Zamir White coming out of high school is the different Zamir White we're seeing today. But we're seeing seeds of that. It's almost like when Nick Chubb was pre-injury, we we're starting to see – well, we've seen that in the NFL, what Nick Chubb looked like prior to him tearing his ACL, right? So Zamir White had unfortunate back-to-back knee injuries. And now we're starting to see him be a little bit more comfortable. You see the explosiveness start to come back. And you love the fact that he is someone, to me, that is like Frank Gore, where – he is gaining yards consistently. 
He wants to be better. He wants to be good. He wants to prove that he can catch the football out of the backfield, which he did at the combine. Didn't do a lot of it at Georgia. And I think also he does enough in pass pro to where you can trust him out there. But you love the, the passion that he plays with. You love the fact that he's someone that has overcome adversity. And he has had a clean bill of health, knock on wood, since, you know, the unfortunate coming into Georgia. But since then, he's been just fine. And I think he's someone that is a starter in the NFL, you know, at the position. And I think he's going to have a, a long career with how well he's playing the game. Matt, what do you think of White? I have him fifth on my board as well. And he's someone who he has – he's a tough runner with very efficient movement. And I like – guys who have that efficient movement because like Gore, you can look at a guy like say Anthony McFarlane as an example, who's out of Maryland, who's with the Steelers. And I remember a couple of years ago watching McFarlane run a play against Jacksonville where he tries to bounce a play outside due to or away from penetration on the left side and then runs into penetration off the right side. And you could see that the way that he moved was so dynamic that he ran himself into trouble and I thought to myself, I was watching on Sunday, and I thought, I bet, I wonder what Frank Gore would do in that situation. And then I go to watch his game, first two plays with Frank Gore against the Chargers, same exact thing happens to him. He gains 15 yards, and his movements were like just very efficient. They were teaching tape for running back with how you use your feet. You don't always have to make the Barry Sanders moves. You want to, you, that's great to be able to do, but you want to be able to save space and time so that you can be able to avoid people and get downhill fast. And Zamir White does that extremely well. He runs with the power of a guy 20 pounds heavier than he is because of great body lean and pad level so that he can get, you know, get the leverage he needs, especially with that downhill, you know, burst that he has. And he's someone like Emery said, yeah, competent blocker. A little bit of issue I see with him tracking angles. He seems like a half step to a step behind with certain angles coming from the outside, but he picks up twists really well. And he can he can take it to a defensive lineman or a larger linebacker at least long enough that maybe a quarterback on a three step drop, he knows if Gore's got if he knows if White's got to take him that he knows he's got to get rid of that ball, but he'll have that time to do it on a three-step drop, which is more than enough that you'd want to ask for from a running back if he's in a one-on-one situation like that. So, yeah, I think he can get better as a receiver, but the the skills are there. Um, you know, he just – he's – from even last year, two years ago, he looks like the definition of an NFL running back in terms of the decision-making, the pad level, the contact balance, and the burst. Very curious, Matt, to hear which guy you had in your top two that's not in Emery's top five. But first, DraftKings, the leading sportsbook app, is here to help you and your friends get in the game with different ways to fund your DraftKings account. Now, you can fund your DraftKings account with cash. Just sign up in the DraftKings sportsbook app, select Fund with Cash in the payment section, get a digital barcode, then take your cash and barcode to any one of thousands of participating stores, Super easy. While you're there, pick up some DraftKings gift cards. That's what you guys should get. The Rookie Scouting Portfolio, Football Game Plan Draft Guide, and DraftKings gift cards. Don't know what to get your buddy for his birthday? DraftKings gift card. Your mom for Mother's Day? You know that's what she wants. You know she wants a DraftKings gift card. Just visit DraftKingsGiftCard.com. 
to find a participating store near you. March is here. Get in the game with these two awesome, fun, and easy account When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Funding options. Who is it, Matt? Who is your number one or I guess your number two guy? Because you said Spiller was three. You said Hall was one. Deductive reasoning. Who's your number two guy and why? Yeah, Kenneth Walker out of Michigan State, the former Wake Forest back. Um, you know, five nine to eleven, very smart runner, excellent footwork. Um, you know, he has that speed. He can, I think he can run in any blocking scheme that you need him to do he's he's patient on the outside you know a masterful run against penn state in the snow on the outside in terms of being able to set up the perimeter the way he does he can catch the ball he's someone that i think picks up inside um blitzes pretty well and and maybe multiple blitzes coming at one at the same time confuse him a little bit but they do with most college running backs at this stage um and certainly he reminds me a lot of J.K. Dobbins, you know, same type of quickness, um, toughness to be able to at least take it into inside. He may not be a, you know, multiple tackle breaker on a play on a regular basis, but, you know, low center of gravity, a big fan of what I see with his game. And he certainly has the speed to take it to the house. Emery, why do you hate Kenneth Walker? He's my number 10 back. I have him uh, comp to uh, Josh Jacobs. I, I think his um, his 40 time at the combine is a myth. He, you know, uh, he doesn't play 4-3. Um, I think he's more of a bursty type than a explosive speed type. And that's why the Josh Jacobs comp was working for me because someone and again, having bursts is not a knock, is not a knock, you know, because if you're getting 20 to 30 yard gains, in the NFL, that's that's damn good, right? But I won't expect him to go the distance on a lot of runs. So I think he's a, a solid back. Um, and my grade for him was like a seventy-six. So that's why I have him not in the top five. He's my he's in my uh, he's my top ten. He's my number ten. I'm fascinated by him because Wake Forest has the most unique offense I've ever seen. So he didn't really get a chance to really be a running back at Wake Forest. Like, the way they do it, I don't even know how they teach those guys. They, they like, hop in yeah. place for, like, three times, and then they go. It's just so awkward. Obviously, it did not fit his style uh, at, like uh, Michigan State did. That was what you call a good transfer. And then Wake Forest goes and has their best season in school history without him. I mean, <laughs> can you even imagine? Here's what I can't imagine. Everybody going to footballgameplan.com slash 2022 draft guide and ordering it now. Is it out yet, Emery? Is it ready? Almost? It, I would say the 28th of March is when we can expect the thing to be ready. And I want to say quickly, I'm willing to bet I can guess who's in Matt Wellman's top five that uh, we didn't talk about. Is it Tyler Algier from BYU? 
Brian Robinson. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. Oh, because we didn't get number four. Number four is Brian Robinson, Matt. Brian Robinson, Alabama. I think he's just improved his game well. Quick feet, you know, certainly can run you over. I like his pass protection. So, you know, he has soft hands. I think he's gotten better every year. Um, and he's got that close out closeout game and the suddenness that I look for. To me, I'm a big acceleration guy over speed. I joke that speed's kind of the cleavage of the NFL um, in terms of the way that people look at it, um, which is fine. But, you know, sometimes it's a, a little bit inflated in terms of importance. But, uh, but yep, that's, that's it. But listen, you know, Emory Hunt, any guy who's a Skylar Thompson fan is, is a friend of mine. That's what I've got to say. <laughs> Love it. Check him out on social media at Matt Waldman. Certainly the Matt Waldman RSP.com is the website you want to go to. Matt, terrific job. Emery, terrific job. We're done. The keg is kicked. We're all tapped out. Thanks for listening to the College Draft Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Fantasy Feast, Even Money, and the Business of Sports. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mentioned DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. You got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, 109WITHIT. By the way, if what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, it doesn't always. Sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit. 